BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It would be a wolf, but I. Hi and welcome to the uh, latest episode of the Wolves Fancast, part of the 90 Min Network. Um, we're joining us today, we got um, Stu, Josh Hello. and Shannon to preview um, Newcastle away this weekend. Um, so Stu, you, you're, you're, you've been around a long time, you know, you, you're used, <laughs> used to the podcast, but we've got two now brand new faces on here, Josh and Shannon. So um, welcome to the show. Josh, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where do you sit? Um, you know, if you've got like a routine match day, you know, what's, what's, what, what's your sort of like setup? So I'll sit SL1, row B, right at the front, South Bank. So as I said, just talking to you, just a lot to give a wave to the away fans, you know, right at the front. Uh, like normal routine, it's only chance to get to see my mates normally because full-time job. So book the pub nice and early, uh, you know, have a few drinks beforehand and talk you know a lot of rubbish before <laughs> and what's uh who's, who would you say your favorite uh wolves player is other than probably steve ball <laughs> steve ball's a bit before my time so <laughs> oh, twice, right. so. um probably him and as i'd have to say even though he's had a rough last year he's still i've never seen a striker like that and have so much effect for wolves yeah it's got to be probably the best number nine we've had since ball probably and and especially in the modern era yeah, and same to you, Shannon. So, where, where do you sit? What, what sort of if you do anything special on match day and favourite player? Yeah, so I was at uh, WL3. I've sat in there now for about 12 years. Um, so, I've been going a long time. I always go with my dad. Um, we have like a strict routine. Always got to go through the subway, got to go to the pub before, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so I've always enjoyed going and been, been going for years now. Um, I'd say my favourite player at the moment. I really enjoy uh, watching Neto. I think he's, I think he's got so much potential, and because of him being young as well, I think he's got so much room for improvement. So I think he's a really great player to watch. Yeah, for sure. And good news that he's probably going to stop as well, um, yeah, going off some of the recent reports. So I mean, breaking news before, at the start of this show that's coming in the probably last sort of hour or so is that. The great the time of the uh, pizza and pasta has come to an end. Um, Patrick Catrano is set to leave Wolves um, and join 
Serie B side Como, who seemed to have come into a lot of money recently after signing uh, Cesc Fabregas. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Stu? You, you know, is he, are you happy that it's over or uh, a bit sad to see him not get some more opportunities? Uh, I mean, I was one of the, I kind of put it out there as, as a bit of a joke at first when we had literally no players left. Um, that he was still employed by us, so we might as well just give him another chance. But he's had enough chances, really. If we're being sensible, he's had enough, more than enough chances, and he's come back. And by all reports, his attitude is terrible, and the whole thing about him not speaking English was debunked. Well, we, we found that video, didn't we? In, in the summer, two years old, that we'd never seen that video before, and it's been on YouTube all that time, and he speaks perfect English. So the guy, he didn't really want to be here. He didn't fit in. He was a drain on resources, 16 million transfer fee down the drain. However much many, many millions in wage he's gone. And it's just over. I'm just glad it's over now. And it's he said about Como though. Um Fabregas owns part of that club, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if which one came up. They were talking about it on the Price of Football podcast last week. I don't know which one came first, him being a player or him buying the club and then putting himself as a player forward, but yeah, he owns part of that club, so that's where the money's yeah. kind of come from. All hmm. oh, right, so that's uh, they're going to hopefully push the Serie A then. But I mean, that's going to—it's a difficult league at the moment. Serie B, some big sides down there. Um, what's what's your thoughts on um, Catrone? Um, you know, maybe not getting some some game time, and when he was first coming to the club, probably not getting as much as he probably should have done. Shannon, um, I think again, there's like mixed emotions really on Catrone. I know quite a few people that like him, and then there's others that dislike him, but. I think particularly, especially the time with Nuno, I think Nuno did have his favourites a little bit as well at the time. So I think maybe that could have come into play. But again, you know, like Stu said, I think he sort of just didn't want to be at the club. I think he, he had an attitude sometimes where he'd show a bit like he wants to play. And then other times it just looked like he just couldn't be bothered at all. So in a way, I think it probably is best for the club that now he's gone so we can, you know, get somebody else in. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think I think there's definitely um, no scope. I think he was on a quite a lot of wages, and I think that's opened up a lot to you know reinvest in the squad. And that's uh, hopefully what they'll do is they'll bring in a new forward in the next couple of weeks. I mean, we're, we're linked with a couple of strikers, um, the Sasha, Sasha um, the six foot seven Austrian. Myra for two. That's it. It's Myra for two point oh. Yeah, it really just, it's easier to say. Just go with that. <laughs> But um, yeah, hopefully we'll see something in the next couple of weeks to hopefully improve the squad and keep going forward. I mean, before we start talking about Newcastle, just a quick roundup of, of um, Tuesday night with the Preston game. I, I don't know whether you guys went. Um, good 2-1 win. We go through, you know, um, we get leads in the in the next round. I mean, who, I'm not sure who the Albion got, Stu. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. It's so almost really. almost like they lost the derby. <laughs> Same as what always. It's, what a, it's See, a terrible club. You know, look how excited they all got when they smashed Hull at the weekend as well. And they said, oh, we're back. No. And you had morons on. They were, they were all over talk sports on Saturday after they got dicked again. So now they want him out and they're going to do a Sunderland and all this stuff. That's such, such a nonsense place. I mean, let's, let's just get it right here. Sandwell is a shithole. We all know it's a shithole. They know it's a shithole. The club is a joke. Their owners don't, the owner doesn't care. It's a perfect storm for us. Let them keep getting beat. It's brilliant. It doesn't matter. They can come at us. They can say whatever they want. 
They're in the bottom of the championship and getting knocked out by Derby, who've got no money. <laughs> Great. It's fantastic, isn't it? It really <laughs> is. I mean, this, we talking about the Preston game, I mean, we scored a couple of good goals. Um, him and his got on the score sheet, which is fantastic, uh, and then decided to cosplay as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good laugh. I mean, I'm sure Troy, Troy Deeney was watching it from somewhere and re really enjoyed it. You know, it's a lot of positive things to say about it. But that, the Adama goal, that was something else. That was uh, fantastic. So, same get back in the goals as well. Um, do you think this this is going to help him, Josh, with his confidence going forward? Or do you think this might be just be a flash in the pan for him? I don't think you, it doesn't really matter. I don't think he's going to play anyway, Adama. I think it's purely, it was one-off. He'll probably play against Leeds if he's still here by then, which I didn't realise it was till November, the game. But I think he's purely like super sub. So last 10 minutes for losing, he'll come on. You know, a cracking goal, but and I don't see anyone coming in for him because I don't see the watch the points. You know, a lot of clubs can wait till January, a lot of phone clubs, and they can have him for nothing next summer. You know, so I think if he was going to go, they'd gone by now. It's just purely flashing the pan stuff. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think I think the, the chances are he'll probably move abroad, probably to one of the middle time middle tier Spanish clubs in January. I think he'll sign a pre contract. That that's just the feeling that I think we've got and. The other part of that game, which was a bit bizarre, um, was Jimenez giving up his penalty to Huang, yeah. um, who subsequently made a meal of it. It was a it was a pathetic penalty. What, what did you think about that, Shannon? What do you think Raul should have probably kept it and scored? Or yeah, definitely. I mean, guy? you know, we can't deny, like, you know, Chan when he has his days, he's a good player. But I did find that quite odd that you know Jimenez didn't take the penalty. I thought maybe you know just going to let Chan take it, but. I do think we, you know, we. I did think we played fantastic the first half, but then I do feel when we took that penalty, it sort of knocked our confidence. And then I think it gave Preston the nudge to be like, right, okay, we can possibly get back into this game then, which proved it because obviously second half they went on to score. And I find that that was sort of maybe, I don't know whether it was lack of confidence or nerves from Chan, but it was a very bad penalty. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably need to put yeah. a lot more power power behind it like yeah. that comment that he we just said on YouTube. It to him, didn't he? Really, basically. Yeah, it was it was posted straight back to the goalkeeper. So, yeah. but at least we got through, and we're, we're yeah. through to the next round. The Albion are out. We've always something <laughs> to laugh and smile about. So, moving on to this weekend in the Premier League, um, if we have a little chat about the other fixtures that we've got coming up. Um, some notable ones in there. Um, you know, uh, Man City's playing against Crystal Palace. Um, Nottingham Forest got a fantastic test against um, Tottenham, who we who we, um, we faced last time out. Um, which fixtures stand out to you there, uh, Josh? Which 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 couple of games that you you think are really exciting? Plenty of goals. That one at the bottom, Arsenal v Fulham. I think that could be a really good game. I think don't wrong. I think Arsenal come through. It's a good test, though. You know, a really really good Fulham side. They've started really well. Got, got a lot of confidence. Be interesting test for like Saliba and uh, Gabriel against Mitrovic, banging form at the minute. So long he can keep that up for. I think that'd be quite a good game to watch. Yeah. And what do you think, Sharon? Which 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 game are you going to be, want to be watching at the weekend other than Wolves? Um, I think I'd like to watch the Brighton and Leeds just because obviously yeah. Brighton have been playing really well at the moment, and Leeds with the win that they had last week, week against Chelsea. I mean, that was just. I didn't see that coming at all. And to be fair, I mean, all the fixtures, I think, you know, this this season so far, I know it's only early days, but the the results have been so random. So I think any of the games could go anyway, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, what, 
going to you, Stu. What, pick a couple of games there. Where do you think there's going to be a banker? Which which two teams you got definitely going to win this weekend? I mean, I'm still thinking that Southampton are going to beat United just because that's what United are at the minute. They're still, until they sign actual proper players, they're still banter FC for now. Um, and I mean, I, it was just my luck. I did not cash out and I, I had them to win by two clear goals day on Monday night. Uh, and I, I was holding on for, uh, well, free bets. You can't, you can't moan. But like Shannon, that, that, that Brighton game, it's almost like the kind of XG versus high press, like wank derby. You kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it's out of all the three, the three o'clock games that you can not see legally here. That's that would be the one that I'd put it on just because it's fascinating. Something's going to happen in that game because it, it's a, almost a clash of styles, but at the same time, it's not. And it could end, it could, it'll probably nil nil now, but I think, I think there's definitely goals in it. I, I, I'm very tempted by watching that, you know. No, oh, yeah, for sure. And um, it's interesting to see how the Villa get on against um, West Ham as well on Sunday. I think uh, West Ham have started fairly well, but a bit slow. And, and Villa, I mean, I've seen an interesting stat today that Dean Henderson has had more touches in the Premier League than Coutinho this season. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what, what Coutinho's doing. I'm not a clue. But so he was one of these purple patch players. But for a goalkeeper, that's asking a little bit, you know. <laughs> it is asking a little bit. So, talking about the Newcastle game, obviously, we're all a little bit concerned about the game going forward. I mean, we started a little bit slow this season again. Uh, Newcastle seems to be absolutely on fire. Their game against Man City was a um, an absolute barnstormer of a three-three. So, looking at their form, I mean, they're they're, they're right in form. They haven't they've they've uh, they've not lost in the last five. You know, picking up um, plenty of points. Um, looking at their team, there, who are the players that you're most uh, most worried about going into the match, Shannon? Um, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Saint Maximum definitely. He's a you know he's a brilliant player. Um, but I, I mean, I've always rated Pope to be honest, and I think he's a brilliant goalie. And I just think we need to take our chances. I think we have so many chances anyway, but we just don't do anything with them. And I think, I mean. I do think, you know, we've still got the chance. We could win. We've, we have got great players. But obviously, as we know, the history with Newcastle, we do usually get a draw. But, you know, they are playing so well at the moment. I think the whole team will just be, they'll just want to win. But I definitely think, especially with Pope, how well he plays, we're definitely going to have to take our chances as soon as we get it, really. For sure, for sure. I mean, they've, they've made some fantastic signings. Um, yeah. Isaac... Uh, looks like he, he's going to come in in time to be part of the squad. Um, and along with that, they've got uh, Sven Bopp and they've spent a lot of money on. I mean, it's Gamaris's first full season in the Premier League. Uh, what's your thoughts on their acquisitions, Josh? Do you think, do you think the, the Newcastle are going to be, well, top top 10, top 6? You know, where do you think they're going to end up finishing? I think it's really hard to say where they're going to finish, but I think they've spent really, really well. And they've not done what everyone thought where they'd come in, spend like 300 million, a bit like Villa, for example, and buy a lot of crap. They've come in, signed smart, recruited well, and not going really, to, you know, they don't let themselves be held to ransom. Bruno, I mean, I find it puzzling now so many teams, the top six teams, let him walk to, you know, get, into, get to Newcastle. You know, there was down the bottom three at the time when he come in. I think Sunday that midfield battle is going to be so intriguing to watch. You know, their midfield three, Willock, uh, Bruno and Jolinton, V Nunes, Neves and Matinho. It's going to be so good. And that will be where the game's won and lost. 
Yeah, especially especially after what happened end of last season as well when uh, Gimresh and Jarlington absolutely bossed us. <laughs> and that, that we 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 had no answer to him, didn't we? I mean, we had Dendonka, who's no he's no answer to any question. But I think you are right. It, it, having Nunes now, it is more intriguing because yeah. we are we have got an answer of kind. I think that's going to be the difference. That's why I'm. It's it's worrying that I'm the more upbeat one, obviously. <laughs> Other than the Chris Wood factor, um, which we, we don't need to talk about anymore. Um, uh, just seeing that how quickly Nunes has adapted. <laughs> it's like he's, yeah. he's like mm. bred for this league. It's mm. amazing. And you think, okay, I expect him to take three or four games like our usual Portuguese continue to take, but he hasn't. He's just, he's just started as, as he means to go on. So, yeah, I think I think you're right, Josh. I think the, if we win that midfield battle, I think he's going to be crucial to it, and he's going to be the difference that we didn't have last year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, where, where do you think probably Newcastle's weakest area is, Stuart? So if, if we were going to target target like one area of the pitch, where do you think they're, they're at weakest? I mean, ordinary, it used to be defensively, but they just seem to be, even though they conceded three last week, <laughs> they just seem a more solid unit now. I think what Shannon said about Pope is going to be kind of, it's understated how well he communicates as well. And yeah, but he's not great with his feet, which is why, I mean, there's many reasons why Southgate does what he does. But if he was better with his feet, he'd be England's number one, no question about it. Because he's got everything else. He's, he's almost like Matt Murray in that respect, where he has everything apart from his actual feet working. But I think you've got someone there and you've got Botman, who's got a, a bit of a Tory time patches against uh, Man City who's who's going to be on it and the fact that we're shit up front and we don't score ever I think that's that's the problem now um, I can't other than up front they don't really have an actual weak weak point anymore they're just a solid Premier League side and I think they're going to be in that kind of 8th eighth, eighth to 12th position battle with us <laughs> towards the end of the season because They've just got a very, very, very good squad now. And like I just said, they've, they've invested really well and cleverly as well. Yeah, the, the players that they brought in suit have really adapted to the Premier League. I mean, Bruno Gomeris, he was the one I would have been worried about adapting, um, especially coming over from the French League, you know, and, and how difficult that can be. I mean, we've seen players who have failed in recent years and, and haven't really lived up to the hype like Lacazette uh, and a few others that have come over. I mean, Paqueta looks like he's going to West Ham. As, a, as an option, it'd be interesting to see if he gets on, um, and the birth of the packet of rice, yeah, uh, that, midfield. That, that's a, that meme is brilliant. <laughs> it was it's true. Uh, it is. So, um, so, if we talking about the the Wolves lineup, um, <laughs> last couple of games, I mean, we saw a fairly fairly strong starting eleven on Tuesday night, with quite a few uh, first teamers still involved. Um, do we think that? We're going to see a largely unchanged side going into it. Potentially, we're just Pedence dropping out for Jimenez. Uh, what do you think, Stu? Yeah, I think that's that's what I'd expect and hope for. I think maybe Samado as well. If he's fit enough, um, I'll start Samado over Johnny because I don't think he started very well at all. I mean, not, not that I knew he's pulled up any trees either, <laughs> to be fair, but he did play better on, um, on Tuesday night, admittedly, against Preston. But... I think if Samay does fit, he fits in perfectly in the system more than anyone else. And you can see what the kind of thing that, that Bruno was trying to bring in last year 
with the kind of the attacking fullbacks and the kind of inverted wingers kind of system where Samedo is going to be crucial to that. So if he's fit enough, I'd start Samedo over Johnny um, and Jimenez over Pedence. And that'd be it because, well, that is our strongest team for me. And you can't be, yeah, we, oh, we've got strength and depth on the bench to a, well, to a point, um, but you've got to start, start with your strongest team against them, surely. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, is, is there something that, that you'd change in the midfield, Josh? Because obviously, I mean, we, we, we talked about um, Joel Linton and Bruno Gomeres being quite physical footballers. Do you think that Moutinho might be one who drops out the weekend with potentially Dendonka coming in? I think that's, that is a possibility, but I'd be surprised. I think you might want Dendonka as someone who can offer the set pieces. I think we've been quite poor set pieces so far this season, especially attacking, especially against Spurs. I thought we looked like we could concede off more or less all of them. We all got away a few times, but then we conceded one. I think you might put Dendonka in for that sort of thing, but ideally not. You, you know, you, you want to be playing your best 11. You know, you want to play Matino because, like I say, you want to see that, that midfield battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the midfield three that we've got now, I mean, that must be one of the best, the best midfield threes that we've ever seen in, in, in a Wolves shirt. Would you, would, you, would you agree, Shannon? Yeah, 100%. I mean, if we look back at when we were in like the Championship and League One, you know, especially when it was like 2011-12, the team, if you look back then, the team then was in nothing compared to like what we've got now. And I think when, you know, when we have our good days and when we gel, like our midfield is like, great you know I mean like Neves I mean you can't you can't compare him really like and on his good day when he's you know when he does his free kicks and that he's amazing and I think when we played Tottenham I think first half we were we were great but then I find second half the just whole team just sort of slows down and I don't know about you guys but I feel like we try and walk the ball in the box mm-hmm. instead of getting a few crosses in or just a few shots. And I think this is a problem that we're just not creating enough going on in the box. We've it's almost gone to the it's almost gone full parody of what port, the Portugal national team used to be. Yeah, <laughs> you felt when, you, when you, they had mm. like all these little attacking attacking players who were really good on the ball, but they had nothing yeah. up front at all. And it's almost like we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's it's like um it's it's like a copy of uh, two thousand and six Arsenal. <laughs> I'm just, thinking, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. trying trying to walk it in the box. I mean, looking at you know the way that we're doing it, slowing it down, and and I think certain players could be um, accused of that. Could be accused of, um, of 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 damaging our our build up play. I know a lot of people have put a lot of negativity towards Neto and Pedence. Um, but it's a difficult situation when we've not got um, a focal point to work off. Do you think that Jimenez coming back, Josh, is going to be key to us potentially turning what we've done in the first half of games this season into success? I think, well, you'd like to think so. Uh, the only thing I thought Tuesday night, I think you could see the difference it made up front, especially with the second goal. And if you've seen the North Bank shot where you've got the Adama's goal, where Jimenez just drops in and he makes the space for Adama for, for the ball to run onto. It's little things like that that someone like Pedence is going to try and stand in the box and try and he's going to try and score himself instead, sort of thing. He's not got that now. And that's no disrespect to anyone who plays the number nine, but you know, a proper target man, stuff like that. Just giving someone to aim towards as well a couple of times, he held the ball up in the second half. You know, I think it'll make a difference, but we've still got to get another one in. We've still definitely got to get another striker in. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I mean, we've we waxed lyrical about what Fabio has been doing, what doing it, doing it, and elect, and and um, I think that's going to be brilliant for him. I mean, the concern is bringing in somebody into the team. Is Jimenez going to be here for another couple of seasons? You know, is it is it somebody who's going to have to play second fiddle to Fabio if he comes back after scoring twenty goals? Um, do you, Who's somebody that you know profile a player that we should be targeting? Shannon, do you think we need to go for a target man, or do you need to, you know, somebody to dribble with a ball? What sort of footballers would you be looking at? Yeah, I think we definitely need someone. I mean, like I really rate Jimenez; he is great. But I think, like for instance, Preston the other the other day, you know, when I was watching, at one point. Rail was on the wing and then he passed the ball to the middle as if somebody was going to be there and I was thinking the ball's gone nowhere because that's where he should be hmm. so I think that we need somebody you know like, like Bully really just there in the right place at the right time just get the ball in the net you know we haven't really got I do rate Jimenez and you know I'm glad the other day that he did get that goal but I still feel like we haven't got somebody just who's there just at the right time, just to just get the ball in the net. They're just they're always trying to like, you know, create chances from too far and just like getting crosses in and just getting the ball in the back of the net. Really, there's just nobody there just when we need them. Yeah, totally. Understand. Yeah, exactly makes sense. I mean, we've not worked off a focal point for the for the first few se- for few sort of games of the season. You've got Daniel Pedence, five foot five. He's not going to win anything in the air. You know, he's dropping to the edge of the box, trying to, trying to shoot, trying to score. It's difficult. If you've got people, what we're doing in pre-season where I, Nuri and, and um, you know, Johnny are getting up and they're getting beyond getting crosses into the box, lower cross. And we so say, we've got nobody there. So it, it's, it's, it should be easy points, really. But Jimenez getting injured for that short period of time has really uh, knocked his back, Stu. Do you, think, do you think this is going to be good for us to try and... You get this focal point to to try and work on the performance in the season. Sorry about that, guys. My iPad fell. Yeah, so Shannon gets possessed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is interesting. I mean, I've kind of had a bit of a joke with Gully on Twitter earlier about, it, and he said like, "Well, yeah, judge him in January because you are right. We had a pre-season of changing the system for the first time in four or five years." to actually get balls into the box, which we haven't done in that whole time, really. Um, and we know that the Raul can head the ball now, and he's gonna, that whole thing's gone, it's done with. Um, ironically, that Don Fabio scoring wonder headers as well now out there, so we've got that to come back to next year. But I think if if Moyer offer two is close to being done, I think you look at the goals that he scores with with his feet as well as just being a, a, being a key for more clone. <laughs> I think he has got everything that we need and he has got a bit of variation. So I don't, that's the one that's, it's kind of, the fact that it's gone cold for two days and no one's talking about it when it seemed like a done deal um, and the haggling of what, 21 million, uh, one or two million here and there, just get sorted out. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, a, he, he's the right type of profile. I mean, we, we had him, like you were on in the summer about the transfer targets podcast that we did. Um, mm. And, Dan was talking about it then, and it, it was he was one there. You think we're never going to get him because he's out of our reach, but so was Nunes. And yeah. <laughs> he seems like a perfect profile of player, especially when when Don Fabio returns next year. You got the three of them then, and you got, with the five subs, they're all going to get game time anyway. So I don't really, and they've all got a bit different. So I think someone like that, he's just now just get it done. I think he's he's ideal. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it, it makes sense to bring in somebody who's got such a different profile can really give us something. 
you know, uh, something different when we attack. And, and, and one thing that we've really struggled with is breaking teams down who are, who are very defensive, very strong, very compact. So getting the balls into the box and having somebody who's so big, six foot seven, to potentially get on the end of it, yeah, hopefully this can give us options to get points against teams like Newcastle. You know, I know Burnley ain't in the league anymore, but teams like that, you know, who are going to sit behind. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll just go over the um, highlight goals from uh, Tuesday night again. Score predictions, uh, talk about a bit of FPL as well. So if you bear with us, we'll be back after this message. Hi, it's Richard from Wolves Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some questionable opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. They are a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyettingmedia.com. Com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references, and maybe even a bit of football talk. Welcome back to the preview for Newcastle Newcastle uh, v Wolves. Um, so yeah, so before we get back in, on the ticker at the bottom, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have got a partnership with a restaurant called Chickaroos on Broad Street in Wolverhampton. If you do go in there, if you want to want to enjoy a nice meal and you want a bit of a discount, 20% off, use Fancast20. That's Fancast20. If you go in there, uh, and that'll get you 20% off your bill. Um, I know D- little Dan, who's on the podcast uh, and does a lot with us, he's he's been in there. He said it's a fantastic, fantastic geezer. So do some great food. Um, so, yeah, as we mentioned, we'll, we'll go back over the highlights for Tuesday, just look over the goals again. Like I said, nice to um, nice to see Jimenez getting on the score sheet. Um, it was a fantastic ball across from Eitner. He really made it easy for him as we were talking about it. And then his uh, pirate cosplay was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then Adama Traore, lovely link-up play with Samado, plays it up, uh, and Adama was an absolute peach of a finish. And then all in all came down to the horrendous penalty from Huang. <laughs> It's an awful, absolutely awful. I mean, it's, it's it's good to win. It's great to see, see us scoring goals. Um, I mean, I've got a bit of a an out there question for you guys. Um, a bit off the top of my head. So, Jimenez is done. Okay, he's been a wrestler. He's been a pirate. What's what's next? What's his next character that he's going to do for a goal celebration? What we're going to go with you, Josh? It's got to be something eye patch related again, but I can't think of nothing else at the minute. Uh, <laughs> or he's got to do something else with the headband. You know, I just couldn't picture something at the minute. <laughs> Maybe try and be a footballer next time. <laughs> what do you think, Stu? Are you got any uh, funny ideas for for new costumes for for him and his? I mean, if you're staying with the eye patch, I mean, he could he could just get a, a wig from beyond the goal and go for Gabrielle. Um, <laughs> I mean, he ain't done out no Star Wars stuff yet, has he? So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe a bit of Boba Fett action. Bring that out. <laughs> and any ideas on your front, Shannon? Oh, guy, he literally could be anything. I reckon he should try and go see Bob, to be honest with you. I might get a couple of goals, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So, I mean, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle at home, sorry. Um, you know, we all think it's going to be a tough game. Um, score score predictions if we if we go for that. Um, so, what, what are we thinking, Stu? Are you going to be positive or, or you think it's going to be a bit of a... Uh, Worrying event. No, 
if we if we perform like we have in the, the the first half against Spurs in the first half on Tuesday night, and just go at them, um, and actually do something, and don't be as tippy tappy. I mean, we are not going to have to play role from the start. I think if we don't do that and and pretend starts up front, you got to start asking questions because it's, it's ludicrous. Um, but if we go out there with a coherent plan and actually try and attack properly, get balls in the box. Not necessarily balls in the box. It's just bodies in the box to create movement, like we've already talked about. And like mm. we talked about how, how Holland pulled um, Botman away. And I was going to say pull Botman off. That's a, we are after nine, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a different website, Stu. No, we are after, after, we are after nine o'clock. But, <laughs> actually, you know what? Why did why is Sky on a different tangent again? Why is Sky still apologising for swearing after? I mean, it was ten o'clock or on Monday when um, when Ten Hag was doing this little oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, when he was excited. Yeah, I mean that's not an off thing, surely, because it's after it's after the watershed. Just just let it go. We all like to see it anyway. Just anyway. Um, yeah, I am going to be positive for a change. I've I've got a funny feeling about it. And I think three one. I think three one win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you'd be a lot more positive than I'm thinking, which is slightly concerning in this day and age. <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking, Josh? What's your thinking for the score? My heart says it's going to be like a coming of age two 0 Wolves win. Wolves Twitter's like getting mad afterwards, but my head says the stereotypical one one draw. And I, I don't know if I'll probably take a draw at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, more points on the on the on the um, on the t- table and, and and moving forward. It'd be nice to get a win. It really would. Would you, do you think we're going to do it, Shannon? Do you think we're going to get get a result in front of the Molyneux faithful? Or yeah, like you know, like she said, if we if we play like we did against Tottenham, especially the first half, I do think we could do it. But again, I think, like Josh said, I would take a draw at the moment, especially how Newcastle have been playing. Um, but yeah, I would like to say I'm quite positive and I reckon hopefully Wolves can win and I'd say 2-1. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see a 2-1. I mean, common here, I'd like to see Collins score one. I think... Kilman Collins, I think we've got a great aerial threat now. I know it's against Newcastle, who've got such a big team, but I think we'd like to see more goals from corners. I think, is this some, an area we should be putting a bit more focus on, especially because we have a goalkeeping coach who, is, who does all of our set pieces? Do you think that should be an area we, should, we focus on, Josh? I think set pieces are becoming a big thing of the modern of the modern game. And you like look at Spurs the other day. That near post, that near post flick on's becoming really popular. I've noticed the last couple of games. Mm. It's so that for some reason that we've just decided. Well, you think the amount of times that we can't beat the first man, that might be quite good for us <laughs> if we can win with the flick on at the back. You know, flick one onto that post. But you know, it's just they're becoming such a big thing, and they're starting to decide games like you think the other day they decided the Wolves, Wolves, Tottenham. It was mm. a set piece that cost us. So. I'd like to see a bit more emphasis. The other uh, Tuesday night, there was definitely better. You know, Kilman and Collins both got close, but we've got to we've got to start making the most of. I mean, yeah, I mean they've done really well since they've come in. The two, the two new lads, I've been really, really impressed with um, Collins. I think the him and him and Kilman have, have been uh, struck of a fantastic uh, partnership, and and it's it's nice to have a pair of centre backs who are very uh, modern thinking and. And you can look to carry the ball out. Um, it's, it's, it's a far, it's a far cry from having the likes of Bennett and uh, well um, Cody and, and people like this who are a little bit more old school. I mean, Cody could pass the ball well, but he was a bit of a pigeonhole centre back. 
What do I you thought... think, Stu? What do you think of the two two new guys? I thought you were going to go for um, Miranda and our friend Jesus then. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even. I don't even want to think about Miranda to be honest. <laughs> I kind I'm of deleted fo- that. I'm still following on Instagram. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There was a weird thing on Tuesday night. There was a guy who seemingly he looked like a bit of like Eddie Howard, like a bit three stone heavier. So, but I don't know if he's got a brother or not. But he had a notepad and he had two phones, so he's got some kind of scout. But I don't know if this is going to come out really well. Uh, uh, right, center, right, center back commanding. That was after that was after ten minutes. He'd wrote that down. You think oh, mm. Collins has been targeted already as being a superstar, <laughs> and it is. I mean, their partnership is. You know, in a weird way, it reminds me of um, Roger. The, <laughs> well, he wasn't drunk then, was he? So Roger Johnson and uh, Scott Dan at Birmingham. Uh, them mm. two as a pair was superb. Then you separated them, and they were they never really worked, did they? But as a pair, they looked superb, and then. What happened? But these two seem to have got it after three games together, <laughs> which is mm. baffling. Really, you don't see that very often. I know they had preseason, obviously, but it's still it's still really impressive. And the fact that they are both so comfortable on the ball and they both complement each other, and one can go, and they are. I said that they're, they're pacey, but they're not exactly slow, are they? So, I've yeah, you know, I've been really impressed with them, and I, I think Collins is way better than. I mean, we saw all the reports from Burnley fans saying they're being fleeced and twenty millions too cheap and whatever. You think, well, you're Burnley and you've got to take what you can get, and you've lost <laughs> your other two centre backs for nothing. I don't think he was this good, honestly. I don't think he was this good at all. No, it really surprised me. It's been one hell of a uh, improvement on and on everything that we had, I and mean, you know, it's took it's shot to a lot of us. I mean, it's meant that that Willie Bolly has essentially become first, first, uh, fourth choice. Sorry, um, centre back, and looks like he could be on the way out. Do you think it should be somebody that we move on probably this um, this summer, Shannon, or do you think we keep on to hold on to him because of his experience? Um, I mean, there is that factor to it where he has got the experience, and don't get me wrong. I mean, especially in a lot of games, he has been solid, but I just feel that. No, Wolves know the sort of direction they want to go in and I think they've got the certain players that they want to play week in, week out. And, you know, like like she said, with, with Collins and Kilman, it's like they've just clicked straight away and like you wouldn't think that that would happen as, as quick as it has. And I think if they keep playing as solid as, as they are, I, I don't think there'll be room for him in the squad anymore, to be honest. I mean, we've got some very good young centre-backs coming through. Mosquera, um, we were brought in, Totti. Seemed to come out of nowhere last season when he came back from Grasshoppers, did really, really well. I thought he was unlucky to get dropped for Sace. Um, What did you think of him last season? And do you think that Totti and Mosquera have got a good future going forward, Josh? I think Totti definitely, definitely a bit more ready-made than Mosquera. Obviously, that big injury has really set Mosquera back. Mm. I think Totti definitely, and I think he, he's, he's a bit like Kilman, like he couldn't progress the ball well. Uh, you know, he can he can carry it. He did well in that kill and roll on Tuesday, sort of thing for the first goal. The way he slipped it through, he's definitely got an about him. Moscow, I think, is a bit more like a bit more known about him. You know, we've got to kind of see what he's like. But he obviously, he looked good in pre-season last season. Not really good. And for like, how much was it? Like a couple of million quid. We thought, geez, you know, we've got a real real bargain on our hands here. And then he doesn't get into which just sits, fits for the Wolves way, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but hopefully they'll do well. I mean, so we, the future is bright. We've got a lot of good youngsters coming through, and and there seems to be a little bit more squad depth now, which is good. Uh, uh, so moving on, um, FPL. I know me and Stu don't 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 uh, 
frequent the fantasy uh, no. Premier League. But I don't know whether you do. You guys do, do you guys involved? Josh, do you have a fantasy? Yeah, I'm too? trying to take it more seriously this year. Watching a few more like YouTube videos and that, you know, trying to really get into. Got got me the works one name and stuff. So a bit of bragging rights involved. Oh yeah, and you, Shannon, you, you got a fantasy Premier League team. Yeah, well, to be honest, I did do it about a few months ago, but I haven't took it serious enough and I don't even know what's going on at the moment with it, Fair to be enough. honest. Fair <laughs> I'd be the same this, if I did it. This is exactly why I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just forget. I just think, yeah, I thought this year I'm going to do it and I, I told myself I was going to do it, but no. <laughs> so, so since you're the uh, the expert on the fantasy <laughs> Premier League, Josh, yeah. who's, who's, your, who's your pick for the weekend? Who's, who's going to be your... Uh, I think you've got to go Salah because you've got Bournemouth at home. I know Liverpool haven't started great, but they're on a bit of a revenge mission. I'm still trying to decide like, what to do with me, me free transfer this week. But all the big teams have got really nice fixtures. You know, obviously, Crystal Palace at home for Man City it is a bit of a tough one. But other than that, the rest of them have got really nice fixtures. And you just stay away from Wolves players and you, you won't be too far wrong, in fairness. <laughs> mm. I think so. I think I think there's some... Haaland's still, obviously, a, a really good bet. Um I still think Nunes is quite cheap. I think he was coming in at five point five last time I looked. And I think I think it was something like that. Something. But Wolves midfielders just give you no returns. I look at Nevers, you get about three returns in how many years? Yeah, I was just <laughs> trying to get my team up now. And so I've got Mendy, Arnold, Cancelo, Robertson, James Ake, Salah, Neto. Although I just said stay away from Wolves players because he's cheap. Martinelli, Haaland, Jesus. So we've oh, got all the right players. I mean. Gabriel Jesus, hell of a signing for Arsenal. Yeah. They look like they're going to do well this season. I, I'm, I'm really concerned about how far they're going to finish up the table. But, they're still, uh, they're still Arsenal. Remember, it, that's that, that's the, that's the one saving grace is they are still Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking at the uh, the FPL leagues that we've got, uh, so we've got a public league. Um, Emily Smith is. Top of that after after game week three. Um, Jose Sarr doing great uh, on 20 points, the top um, Wolves player. Uh, <laughs> some great names in there as well. This is just back of the net. I like that one. That's a really, yeah. really good name. And then private league. Luke, Luke's gone to absolutely just Luke with his uh, no-name team because of his uh, COVID team now where he has to change. He's gone top with 50. <laughs> But uh, Dan, oh, Dan getting seventy seven—that's one hell of a week. That is one hell of a hell of a week. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who he who he had in and who he did, but uh, I'm concerning that uh, Rich Rich is still bottom, even after sixty four point week. He's still bottom. <laughs> he's gonna gonna owe everyone a drink at the end of the season if he keeps on with that. I'm telling you. But uh, no, that's, that's uh, I think that's pretty much all we got time for today. Yeah, I've got one more thing. I've yeah. just gone on Twitter for a bit to Romano. Wolves have approached Stuttgart to offer £15 million for this big bloke. Stuttgart have no, incent- have no intention to accept less than £20-25 million fee for the striker. Talks will continue the next day to make a final decision on him. There you stop, go. Stop Breaking pissing this. about. <laughs> just pay the money. <laughs> and so there's the... There you go. Fabrizio you know, Romano brought live to the, live to the uh, <laughs> fan cast by Josh. Breaking news! I love to love it, but yeah, I think that's all we've got time for today. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get a good result on Sunday. The lads play well, and uh, we can come on here and, and and talk about a great great game and a great result. So yeah, it's good night from me.
Good night from Stu. Goodbye. Good night from Josh. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it, folks. And good night from Shannon. Yeah, thank you very much. I've had a great time. And we'll catch you uh, catch you next time, Wolves fans. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.